You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from our guest speaker. I live a life of prayer. And that has been my life for 60, 70. Well, I've prayed all my life. I, I, I don't even know when I started praying. Mother taught me to pray and read uh, Hurlburt's storybooks to me. And so I prayed all my life. And so uh, when, I, when I really surrendered, you know, you can be religious, do all the right things, know the right things to do, but you still got some discontent. I really want to speak to you tonight on that. I really want to speak to you tonight about that. If you have discontent, God wants to deal with that tonight. There is nothing in this world any more powerful than a person who is walking in contentment. I'm satisfied with Jesus. He's everything to me. He is my peace. He's my joy. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a joy nobody can take away from you. I'm going to give you a peace. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. Well, I don't know whether you believe what he says or not, but I just choose to believe what he said. So I have joy in the midst of storms. I mean, my life has been full of a lot of stuff, just like yours. Just like everybody, if you live on this earth, we live in a fallen world, and there is a devil, and he's after us. But there's a place in the Spirit where you will be sheltered. It's the secret place. And that's what prayer is. Jesus said when you pray, you go into your closet. You find that secret place. You need to be finding you a secret place where you meet with God. You need to find you that place that's between you and the Lord. You need to find that moment always, every day, that belongs to just him. Now, when you begin to develop a communication with God, not talking at him, not begging, not discouraged because you prayed and he didn't answer it, not all that, not any of that, all of that being settled, I really would believe that these nights that we've had together that you could settle some things. God doesn't ever make a mistake. And when you pray and you pray believing and you pray in faith, that's chalked up to your account regardless of what the answer is. Do you understand? When you pray and you pray in faith and you believe God and you're trusting God, now when it's over, if you whine and cry... And say, well, he didn't hear me, and he didn't answer my prayer, and I didn't get what I wanted from God, and I believe God for this and that. Listen, when I believe in God, I believe God. And that answers it, whatever the results are. Whatever the results are, my faith and my trust is in a God who never makes a mistake, He can take a little old bitty tiny seed and make a big old tree out of it. I don't know where all those leaves come from. I've taken it upon myself lately to start counting the leaves on trees. Where do they come from? How many are there? And they come every year. As faithful, as consistent, as regular... Oh, if I could get you out of the flesh tonight and get you into the Spirit, you could understand what it is to eat his body and drink his blood and get him on the inside of you. I just have myself a little revival every Sunday morning. Oh, I just hold that wafer and I say, this is by your stripes I'm healed. It's by your stripes that you took on your flesh that I know what it is to be loved and to be cared for, boy, when I drink that juice. Oh, Jesus, this is my forgiveness. This is my salvation. You paid a debt I owed, and here it is. And when I take that in, 
I am reminded, quit griping, Hetty. Quit living in fear and doubt and unbelief. Quit living like he's not God. Quit living like it's all up to you to make things work. It's all up to you. I'm telling you, if I can get, if with the church, the body of Christ will lay it down. It's called surrender. It's called full surrender. Lay it down and trust him. I tell you, if you could give your life over to him, he'll take it. But as long as you're holding on to it, fear means you're holding on to it. Doubt and unbelief, mad at God, mad at somebody. The longer you hold on to it, the more he said, just have at it. See what, you know, when I found out I couldn't make myself happy, I've just never been able to make myself happy. I want to be happy, happy, happy. And I couldn't make myself happy. I couldn't have that joy. See, there's a joy that's not going to a movie or having a high or a fix or something else. There's a place of contentment where all is well. All it, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There's such a place of letting it all go, giving it all to God and letting it go. Letting it go. Well, they mistreated me. Well, they did this. Well, my daddy, well, my somebody, you know, letting it go. Giving it all to him and enter in to the kingdom. I want to talk some tonight about the kingdom. But I want us to take a minute. I don't know about you, but I rush into church, you know, and the flesh. You've got to get dressed and do these and does this all fit and we, you know, y'all don't know anything about that, but you did have to pick out a clean shirt, maybe, you know. <clears throat> just getting here, and to get here and to, we go into praise and worship, and sometimes I just feel like I need to stop. Am I going through a religious activity, or am I touching God? Am I truly touching God? Now, some of you that go to church with me. We're so glad the Team Challenge is here. And Shalom, I'm so happy you've made good choices and that you want to find the gift of God in you and be that woman of God that he has for you to be. Y'all can make it. Go for it. And, and I, I, when I found out, I, did, I missed y'all last week, I put you on the prayer list. So I'm really pulling for you. You can do it. You can do it. And I'm so excited that God would bring y'all here uh, to share with us the Word of God. I, I, I sing, I worship and sing the words. When it says, shout to the Lord, is that tomorrow? Is that next week? I... I don't know about you, but I'm frustrated about what to do with that because it's Sunday morning and we don't want to call attention to ourselves and we got to, uh, we got to do this right. Well, it just comes out of me. Woo! <laughs> and, you know, people look around. I know I have to be careful because I don't want to call attention to myself. I have to be careful. But we sing songs, I will lift up my hands in thy name. I'll lift my hands up. I'll lift my hands up and praise you. I'll say, people sitting there. <laughs> and I thought, are, are they reading the same thing I'm reading? Or are we doing the same? See, when you've been in the prayer closet, when you have been in the presence of God and communicate with him, he begins to quicken you to his greatness and that he's worthy to be praised. You have an earth walk. We're sailing around on a little blue-green ball going round and round and round, and you didn't get aborted. Well, I wish I had because life's just too hard. Are you kidding this is preparation here on this earth. 
for the kind of life that you're going to have for eternity. That's important to me. Hey, this is short. A hundred years on this earth, that's short. We have eternity, and that's important to me. That's priority for me. And Jesus came to show us how to get ready for the kingdom. And he said that we could even pray for the kingdom to come down here on earth. And we could begin to practice how the kingdom is going to be like. It's going to be full of love. It's not going to be full of hate. It's going to be full of success and peace and joy. It's going to be everything that we, we want that to be. And we need to get ready. We need to live in the kingdom and, and let the kingdom come here on earth. I want us to just play. Sometimes music is such an instrument. Well, it always, that's what it's for. Music is an instrument to help us worship, to touch us in a way that nothing else touches us. And I just want to play a song, and then I, I, I want to take off on what God really has for us tonight. Can you work at getting your mind quiet? Can you? Will you? Can you work at shaking off the religious habit patterns? We come to church and we just expect to hear a good sermon and go home and say, man, that was a good sermon. It's not good until you live it. It's not good until you experience it. Worship is not worship until it does a work in you. And then through you. So... In order to take care of our flesh, could we just dim the lights a little bit and spend a little time inviting God to get hold of me tonight? Just invite him. If you hadn't talked to God any way other than, oh, Father, we thank you. We just pray such prayers, just but the real thing, the real thing. And they say, well, Hetty, what did I do? You say, God, am I okay with you? God, would you show me what the block is between you and me? Would you help me get rid of the bitterness and the unforgiveness in my heart that's keeping me from enjoying being forgiven? You only are forgiven as you forgive. And tonight, we did the scripture last week. When you stand to pray, forgive. Because you cannot get forgiven until you forgive. Now, there's somebody in your life, there's some, maybe it's God. You need to forgive him. You're praying it didn't happen. Maybe you need to forgive the kids that you go to school with. Somebody that said something about you. I have a lot of people to forgive because they make comments about me all the time. You know. Isn't that funny? People are always tell me how to do it. And I think about all the things that they do or don't do. See, we're all in this together. There's nobody, there's nobody throwing stones around here. We're working it out. We're working it out. So would you just put this to the test? And see if you can sit there and say, well, I, I hope this song gets over so I can get on with what the word. I like the word. Would you just, let's do prayer. Let's do it. We come and talk about it. Let's do it tonight. Prayer is your communion with God Almighty. And I don't care who you are in here, male, female, old, young, I don't care. I'm so proud of Corbin beginning a prayer group for our young people. And it started two or three. And now he told me last Wednesday night they have 14 young people who've entered into a place of prayer and listening for the work of the Holy Spirit and allowing the Spirit of God to move. Those are the things we want to hear. 
We want to hear your testimony. Hetty, I touched God tonight, and God touched me. Hetty, I got the real thing tonight. Hetty, God changed me. God released me from some bitterness and a grudge that I'd held against somebody. Wouldn't it be wonderful as we started out tonight to just be the people who not only read the Word, but obey it? Forgive, Father. Forgive them. And I want you to keep this in mind. And this gets me, and that's why I love communion. Jesus hanging on a cross. He's sinless. He hadn't hurt anybody. He hadn't done anything to anybody. This is unfair. It's not fair the way they've treated me. This is unfair. This is not right. And what does he do? Father, I hope you beat them up. Father, I just hope you tear them up. Father, this this is what they deserve. This is what they deserve. And that bitterness spewing out of his mouth. No, no, no. Well, my daddy, well, my mother, well, my wife, well, my son, well, my friends, they robbed me. Well, the judge, he didn't do me right. And we just spew all this stuff. What did Jesus say? Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Do you realize that the people that have wounded you don't know God like you do? (laughs) They don't know. Did you know when a daddy abuses his daughter? He didn't know Jesus. Somebody said, well, my daddy was an usher in the church, and my daddy went to church. That didn't mean anything. You can be at church and go to hell. That's not what gets you there. What gets you there is Jesus knows your heart. He knows you, and he knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows when you can't concentrate, and you just space off, and you just are disgruntled and dissatisfied. See, for us to come together as a group of people and just let the Lord deal with us. Let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of the Lord's dealing. He deals with the people he loves. He loves us. I love God's whippings. I get them often. I get them often. I love it. It sets me free every single time. Every single time. He might say, well, that's a jealous spirit. Well, wait a minute, Hedy. You are entertaining thoughts that are not of me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Entertaining thoughts that are not of me, Hetty. You know what it does? It depresses you. It distracts you from the anointing that God has for us as believers. So I want you to, I want you to do everything you can to get rid of the thoughts in your mind and the devil's disturbing thing. And see, God, in this moment, while this song is playing, he can do more for you than all I can teach you. I can teach you something and you don't do it. I can tell you what's right and what the Word says, but it's nothing unless you do it. I am a person that I want to do it. Let's live it. It'll work. It'll work, and you'll be a different person, and we'll go through life, and we'll be effective and influential. The church needs to get its influence back. People need to want what we have. Well, the only way they're going to want what I've got is I've got to get it from God, because I know me, and nobody wants my flesh. They've got their own to deal with. Let God do a work, and then... And then when it's over, tell somebody, whew, God spoke to me about whatever. God spoke to me that I'm nur- nurturing a wound. I'm nurturing that wound. I'm holding on to that wound. And that wound is keeping you from the fruit bearing that you have in this short time that you walk on this earth. 
It's not about your problems. It's not about your suffering. It wasn't about Jesus' suffering. It wasn't about the pain he was going through. It was about the change he wanted to make to bring God's kingdom into the hearts of people. And tonight, see, the kingdom can come into your heart because the kingdom is contentment, joy, and peace. It's not depression. It's not just beating yourself over the head because you're a dud. It's not just beating yourself up because you made a mistake. See, we just hate ourselves because it's all pride. (laughs) It's all pride because I'm mad because I'm not as good as you are. Or I'm upset because I'm not as pretty or as smart or I don't have, I didn't have the opportunities that somebody else had. Come on, let it all go. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it just be wonderful? We just say, here it is, God. Where I'm going to prayerfully take you tonight is what it means to be like a little child. You see, we're sophisticated and we're opinionated and we're critiquing everything. Well, this Wednesday night wasn't as good as last Wednesday night, or this Wednesday night is better, or Paul's sermons are better than Tim's, or somebody's sermon. We just have critiqued ourselves into a horrible, dark hole. Everybody has an opinion about everything. Little children are just simple. They're just jumping up and down. That's the reason we love them, don't we, Kayla? That's the reason we do what we do, baby. That's the reason I do what I do. I love kids. I love to be with somebody that you can teach them something, mold them, help them to come to a higher place. I've said all this to give you time to come, to come down and let's really be here tonight. When we walk out, it would be just wonderful if, if God in heaven could say, wow, here, 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 wow, the connection I had with him, all oh, the way he told me he loved me. If you don't know anything else to do, tell the Lord I love you. And if you're mad at him, let him give you a whipping and say, that's dumb. You can't be mad at God. Nothing. He'll make mistakes. That's why he's God. That's why we're out here in the middle of nowhere going round and round and round and nothing's holding us up. And you're on this ball. Now you talk about God being great. If I had, if I had lots of time, I could help you get to the greatness of your earth walk and how privileged... Instead of these young people wanting to commit suicide and comparing themselves with each other and feeling like a failure and they're not pretty and they're too tall, and that's all so stupid and so demonic. It is so of the devil. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you're just like you are for his glory. And what you need to do is come into his power and presence. Let him release you to your purpose. Tonight, I want you to know that your prayer, you're talking to God. That's what prayer is. We almost need to change the word for it. Talk to God. Communicate with God. When you communicate with God, don't be afraid of what he shows you about where you are. Well, you've been a failure. I know that better than anybody. Yes, God. Now he'll tell you, I want to make a success out of you. I'm going to put my spirit in you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to hold you in the palm of my hand, and I'm going to give you a new life. Come on, let's, let's believe that our time with God will come out of it stronger, more victorious, more fulfilled of purpose and meaning in our lives. I want you, if you're distracted... For goodness sakes, put this down, you know. But if you feel distracted, you might want to close your eyes, and then you don't have to watch them pumping their foot or watch what kind of shoes they have on. That's what closing your eyes is. 
Sometimes you lift your hands. That's surrender. Sometimes you just kneel down. And that is saying, God, I humble myself in your presence. Can be a time where you just, whatever you need to do to touch him and be real. Be the honest, real person that he wants you to become his. Tell him you love him. Tell him you want to be what you're, you want to find. You, you might be my age and still finding purpose and meaning. I'm still finding purpose and meaning. What's my real purpose? Next week, we're going to know the difference between prayer and intercession and what we're called to do. And so I, 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 I want to bring us to that place where you can walk out of here with direction and meaning and purpose. But we've got to get our hearts right. That's the reason I have to spend so much time people helping people get rid of the flesh. You'll have three or four people come up and, oh, it was just wonderful, and the rest of us go out there. We can't wait to get to Sonic. We have no desire. We've lost our desire to be in his presence and our desire to communicate with him and our desire to come into the realm of the Spirit in preparation for eternity with God Almighty. Prepare tonight. Set your course tonight. Talk to God. Be honest. You might as well. He knows it anyway. He's the only one that knows the truth about you. <laughs> you can fake me out, but he knows the truth. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So let's just allow the Spirit of God now to flow in this place and see what can happen. This is between you and God. It's not between me, what I'm going to teach you, what I'm, the great lesson I'm going to give you. No, this is between you and God. Okay? Now I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures, and I don't expect you to look them up, but I'm just going to give you a little overview of what the Bible says about prayer. Jesus said in Matthew 4 uh, of 5, 43 and 44, pray for them that despitefully use you. So tonight, you not only let your enemy, those who've hurt you go, but you begin to pray for them. You begin to pray for the people who've disappointed you and hurt you. Matthew 6, 6 says, pray to your father in secret. I, I, want us to, I want us to come here and these hours that we spend together, well, minutes, that we spend together to be able to come into that place under the shadow of his wing in that secret place that's between you and the Lord. See, uh, when the church quits trying to live our life for each other in that I'm trying to get your approval. I was reading a book on prayer, and this woman had been to mission, a missionary, and she'd gone out and seen miracles, healings, people filled with the Spirit. Oh, the mission field was just full of people that could get the miracles, the miracles of God. And so she started saying, God, is that because we've got so intellectual in America that we can't receive that? Is that because we are so busy? Is, that be, is it because we have no need? And she said the Lord spoke to her as plain as day. The problem we have in the church with believers is that we have the fear of man. I'm afraid of what you'll say about me. I'm afraid of how you critique me. I'm afraid of how you will judge me. And our fear of man will not let us do what God wants us to do because we got to please each other. We got to make sure you think I'm cool. We got to make sure you approve me. And we live for each other's approval. I'm going to tell you something. When I shook that off, I do it whether anybody understands it or not. I do what God tells me to do. Everybody wants me to pattern after somebody else. I'm me, and I have a gift, and I do what God says, and somebody's life will be changed. Somebody. 
I don't always do real good with religious people, and neither did Jesus. But hungry people, people who want something from God, people who are needy, I need you, God. I became very needy when I was dissatisfied with who I was married to, where I lived, and how I lived. I became, I became very needy. Some of you have not even dealt with your needs. You're fearful over something. Maybe you're not going to find a guy. Maybe you're not going to find the right girl. Maybe you've got fear over your finances, your health. We, we have all kinds of... We have all kinds of things that keep us from being free to trust him and to love him and to be filled with him. If you never had anything else but him, man, you've got it all. You've got it all. He is our peace. I don't have it. He's got it, and he'll give it to me if I believe, if I'll have faith, if I will trust him. See, I just started believing God. We didn't have anything up there at that ranch. We didn't have anything. I started believing God. I started praying. I surrendered. I surrendered. I surrendered. I'm going to be married to this man. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like I am. Here's what I am. Nothing changed but me. And that was all that needed to change. Brother, when I got it together in me and quit trying to change everybody else, my husband and everything, when I got inside me, you get it inside of you and you go for what God tells you to do and you watch it work. You watch him work. You watch him do his work through you. There's a secret place and if you'll get in that secret place, he'll take your life and he'll give you the assurance. Honey, you don't have to worry about the future. That's my business. Give it to me. I got you. I got your back. I got you. We don't have, we spend our life in doubt and unbelief and fear that it's not going to happen. I'm not ever, listen, I prayed about an issue in my life. I prayed for it for years and it was a sin issue and I just kept doing it. And every night of my life, I asked for forgiveness. Every night of my life, just a weakness of the flesh. And I didn't want that weakness of the flesh and I was going to rise up and do it. Do you know that I kept praying? I kept praying. One day, that surrender came, and all that just lifted off of me. Every desire that was not of God, every secret thing that I looked at. See, we have a secret life going on in there. And, and men have pornography and women have lust and dissatisfaction and depression because their house isn't and their car isn't. And their, their, we have all of these things going on in our life. And it's secret. And then we come to church and we just buck up and the sermon was great and everything's great. And we get in the car and... <laughs> See, it's that secret place. And nothing is going to happen in your life until you get in to the secret place and there God will deal with the real you. And it won't be about who's sitting next to you. It'll be you. It won't be about your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your uncle. It won't be about anybody. It'll be you. It's you and God. Woo! When you get you and God, I'm going to tell you, it'll happen. But you gotta turn it loose. We already have pre notions. We have notions about what it ought to be. I have notions about what I was supposed to do tonight. And God just says, I mean now I fought every demon in hell. Because I wanna go down the list and teach you. And God wants me to inspire you and motivate you and release the Holy Spirit's power so that you will do what we're talking about. It's nothing to teach on prayer if you don't do it. I could give you all the one, two, threes, but you've got to do it. And you're not going to do it until your heart is surrendered to God and he gives you a desire. See, I desire to be with the Lord. I desire to be in his presence. I desire to fellowship with him. Because I'm going to tell you, 
He's the smartest dude going around here. I'm telling you, he knows it all. He knows the beginning from the end. He said that Jesus would go out early before daybreak to pray. What things you desire when you pray, I'm not going to give you all the scriptures. You can look them up. You're not a baby. You can, you can do this for yourself. He said, keep alert. Men are always to pray. He said, we, we, we need to pray without ceasing. Now, that's what's happened to me. I pray all the time. I have my secret place, and that's where I get worked over. But when you pray without ceasing, you'll see a man on the street, and he's needy. And automatically out of you, Father, would you help him? When I get to heaven, I'm going to see so many people I prayed for, they don't even know I prayed for them. Some of you are here, and you don't even know that some lady driving in a car prayed for you. You don't even know that whoever, that in church, and somebody saw something and prayed. I'm going to tell you, if we would begin to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we would begin to see the miraculous hand of God at work in the church. The Holy Spirit is prompting us. He's prompting us. Jesus knew he didn't have it. Jesus knew he didn't have it. Let me show you the thing that we need desperately to get, to get hold of. Jesus was baptized. And I don't know whether you catch this or not, but John the Baptist was out. He had started his ministry. And Jesus went down to be baptized. And you know, John says, oh, you don't need to be baptized. Yes, I do. I need to fulfill all righteousness. It said that Jesus was praying. Now, he's getting ready to be baptized. You know what baptism is? Surrender. You're going down to die, honey. That flesh of yours is going under that crimson flood, and the blood of Jesus is going to cover you. And when you come up, the old man's going to be laid in that grave, and the new man's going to be resurrected, and you're going to come up to new life. Jesus was praying. And it said, the heavens opened up. Now, Jesus is a pattern for our life. And this is what you ought to expect. This is what I live like. This is what I expect. I don't pray religiously. I pray out of a need. I pray out of love. I pray out of a desire. The heavens opened up. And it said, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. Visible, visible. Wouldn't you like to go to church and wouldn't you like to be there? You know, I was praying for a leader among you guys, and I was praying, Shalom, that you'd have a leader. Because you get a leader among you now, not the teachers or the leaders or the ones in charge, but a leader among you. Every group that ever comes to, to uh, Teen Challenge, and it'll happen at Shalom, every group will be as strong as whoever would stand up and be the leader. They'll be the ones say, hey, you guys, come on, let's pray. Hey, you guys, come on, let's worship God. Hey, you guys, let's don't talk about that. Come on. And you like him because he helps overcome your weak flesh, and you need him. And I've been releasing the leaders. I've been releasing the leaders in this church, spiritual leaders, spiritual men and women of God who've been in their prayer closet and who can come and speak a word over our kids, speak that word over our kids that God had given them. You will make it. God has a plan for you. God spoke to me about you today. I prayed for you. Good things are going to happen to you. And we look at each other because we know what we're called to do. We'll get a lot of that next week. The Holy Spirit should come when you pray. Without the Holy Spirit, he's the one that's on earth. God and Jesus are in heaven. The Holy Spirit's on earth. And the Holy Spirit should come on you. And it said, then a voice from heaven came. A voice from heaven came. God spoke. You know what he said? He said, this is my son. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. God will speak. If you'll pray, surrender 
takes the water, takes the, the, the analogy, the water. If you'll surrender and die to this flesh, give it up. Give up your fears. Give up your anxiety. Give up your, well, God, I prayed so long and it just hadn't happened yet. Hey, the devil is a discourager. And I just refuse to be discouraged. My husband's going to be with Jesus, and I, I refuse, and I, I, I'm not in my house anymore. And I've got changes going on, and I'm 88, and blah, 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 blah. I just refuse to be discouraged about what's going on in this natural world because I'm destined to forever. That is my destiny, and that is my goal. And I'm not going to give in and be discouraged with all the junk that's happening in this world. He said, you're my beloved son. Then we see what Jesus did with that. He said as plain as day. He said, as a... uh, He said, now as a, a, a child... That's what I'm saying. You begin to talk to your father. Jesus said in Mark 10, Let the little children come unto me and do not forbid them. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child shall not enter it. Mark 9, the disciples arguing over who's the greatest. Jesus picks up a little boy and holds him. Anyone who welcomes a little child like this welcomes me. Now, this church, this church, brother, we're into our kids. We are super into our kids. And I don't care whatever little child or whatever teenager or whatever applied life student or whatever whoever, we're all his children. Now we're all his sons. We're all his children. And if we would become like the little children. I don't know whether you were here Sunday before last when B preached on what it is, the father heart of God, and to be a little child who trusts and loves unconditionally, who's not judgmental. They're not critiquing everything you do. Just play with me and love with me and tickle me and laugh with me. Just so simple. Now, this is how I... Got to end in a few minutes. Wow. How do you become like a little child? We got a lot of stuff to lay down. Because we feel so responsible to have all the answers for everybody and do everything and be perfect and do all this. And and we've lost our freedom and our joy and Jesus said, unless you become... Now, I don't know. Do you think he meant this? This is something for the church to think about. Do you think he meant this? Unless you become as a little child, you're not going to get into the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to have the kingdom of heaven come down here on earth to you. Unless you become as a little child. We've become so sophisticated. We've become so... Uh, answer-oriented. We have all the answers for everything. We don't even enjoy life. Tonight, I'm setting you free as best I know how to release the Holy Spirit so that the church can rise up and enjoy life. We got a hole in the couch, so who can enjoy your home? You don't have drapes, so who can enjoy? Your car is old. You don't even have a car. You don't have nobody. You're not married. Nobody. It it didn't work out. We've got all these things. And life is just going by every day, day after day. And we're just going to work and we're flipping hamburgers or we're doing this or whatever. We're changing diapers or we're, no, get in, stop, don't do that. We're doing with our kids. Or we're just trying to get free from addictions that have gotten hold of us. 
that are gripping our minds and gripping our lives, things that have just hold us in bondage, held us right there, whatever it is, we don't even enjoy the birds. Man, I've been feeding the birds in my new house. All kinds of birds. God's just awesome. I just look up at the trees. I look at the flowers. I, I, I drive on streets that are paved. Somebody paved them for me. I go in a grocery store. Somebody grew that food for me. Oh, the grateful heart that I am. Right. Now, let me tell you something. Unless we become as a little child, we're going to be a church that's got all the answers, except we don't have any joy. We have no pleasure in living. Jesus died that you might have abundant life. He wants us to have abundant life. But we've gotten where we depend on circumstances. Let me tell you something. I went through the Lord's Prayer, and I wanted to do that so bad for you tonight. But I'll catch up next week. But I prayed it like a little child. See, I work with children. I've got a camp for kids. 54 years we've been doing with kids. So I love those little kids. David Pate was in the third grade, who's the assistant pastor and head of the school, was in the third grade when he came to camp, homesick. Let me tell you something. The Spirit of God came on me to love him and to be a third grader. I can be a third grader, I can be a fifth grader, I can be a ninth grader, I can be an old lady, I can be a young man, I can be whatever I need to be. I just be whatever I need to be, and so can you. Because we need to be able to touch that life. Now imagine, and this is just a foretaste, a little child. Now, now, I told stories, and I act out for children. So I'm doing this from the standpoint of childlikeness. I, oh, our father, oh, my father, oh, daddy, oh, 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 how wonderful you are, daddy, to me. Oh, I just love you. I'm glad I have a father. And I'm glad that you say you're our father because Jimmy, he didn't have a father and I, I, I want you to be, you're my father, God, and, and would you be Jimmy's, would you be his father too? Because he doesn't have a father, and you said our father. So I know you're not just my father, but you're, and, and would you help Janie? Janie, Janie, her daddy is really bad, and she doesn't know what a father is. And she so, so wants a father just like you, God, she wants a father. You're my daddy. And she wants, would you help Janie to know you as her father? Oh, it's our father. And you're for all of us. Oh, thank you, Lord. And you're in heaven. Oh, you're up there in heaven. Oh, and you're just watching over all of us. Makes me feel so safe. It just makes me feel so safe because you're up there in heaven. Our father who art in heaven. Oh, you see everything from where you are. You see it all. Oh, your name is so holy. That means you're perfect. Ooh, holy. I've always wanted to know somebody perfect. My friends aren't perfect, and I'm not perfect. Oh, God, you just love me so much, sin, Jesus. Let him be perfect, so now I know somebody perfect. Thank you. You're holy, God. You're so holy. Make it live, y'all. Little children make it live. It's not words to them. It's not a bunch of words. They live. They live. They live. May you this week get in that secret place and turn it loose. May you deal with the fact that the devil is robbing you of what God intends for you to have. And he's created a very beautiful world. He's given us an abundance. We live in a generation like no other generation has ever experienced. And we're not going to blow it. We're going to be the people that love and respect and thank him and praise him. 
holy, wonderful. We've got somebody perfect. You don't have to be mad at people that aren't perfect. I don't have to be mad at, I didn't have to be mad at Don Brooks anymore and try to make him Jesus because I had the perfect one. And that's what I'd been looking for all my life. You kids are looking for the perfect one. He's come. He's come. He's come. Now, because our time is gone, you can walk out on this. But I want us to pray, to play again like we did last week, the Lord's Prayer. And I want you to begin to pray it God didn't mean for us to just say a bunch of words. Those are captions where you pray underneath them. We've had lots of teaching on that. And, and so, when give us this day our daily bread. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you send the sunshine. And, and every day when I get up, the sun, the rain, everything to make everything grow. Thank you, Father, that you just give us every day. He gives you what you need to sustain you every day. And somebody needs to wake up to that and see that. Begin to think of how a little child would pray the Lord's Prayer. Let's stand. Father, we thank you for who you are. And we cry out tonight as we walk out of this place like little children crying out, Our Father who art in heaven, your name is so holy. And we're praying for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on this earth just like it is in heaven. Father, may Christian ministries be a place where we experience kingdom living. May our homes be a place where we experience kingdom living. Oh God, may our hearts be filled with the kingdom your kingdom, peace and love and joy. Oh, our Father, our wonderful Father, who is in heaven watching over the whole thing, preparing a place for us. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name. Pray, pray, pray. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.